when you're a kid, all you dream about is making it to the big leagues. It's everyone's dream. And then you get to the big leagues. And then you just want to stay. And then when you're lucky and blessed enough to be able to stay, your whole mindset changes. And all you want to do is win. Because no kid wants to, thinks about a World Series, they just think about, I want to be in the big leagues. You know, and when you get here, and you get to put on a, a Braves jersey, say 14 and a half years because I had to put on a Pelicans jersey for half a year so um, the only thing that matters is winning it was an emotional Freddie Freeman in his return to Atlanta as Dodgers were in Atlanta for a three-game series with the Braves and Freddie Freeman gets his World Series ring and then gets named National League Player of the Week as well strong week last week including in that series with the Atlanta Braves. And to talk more about all of it, we go out to the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. Friend of the show, Blake Harris, with us, writes about the Dodgers. Check out his substack, Thinking Blue with Blake Harris. So let's just start right there, Blake. What were just what was going through your mind as you're hearing and, and seeing Freddie Freeman struggle to just, you know, talk about his time in Atlanta? I mean, it was so it, it was so pure and just, you know, a, a guy that really loves that town. And even though he left and was playing against him. The, you know, the uh, the feelings were reciprocal. They still love him. He still loves Atlanta, and it was a really emotional weekend for Freddie Freeman. Yeah, it was a really interesting uh, series that, you know, everyone was anticipating because, you know, not too many guys, for one, are out of place for more than 10 years, but they're not out of place for more than 10 years, win a World Series, win an MVP, or one of the best players in all of baseball, and then they leave, you know, all of a sudden. So it's not too often you see a guy return given these circumstances. And I don't think anyone really was expecting what happened this weekend. We knew that he'd get a curtain call. He'd receive his World Series ring. But seeing just how, I guess, bad it was for him returning to Atlanta, because you have to remember, Freddie Freeman, although you know he wanted to go back home, play for the Dodgers, play in front of friends and family, he didn't necessarily want to leave Atlanta. It was just the Braves didn't necessarily want to pay him. They wanted to go in a different direction. So it was kind of like a really bad breakup. They clearly... He hasn't gotten over yet, you know, seeing all the fans still wearing his jersey, seeing all the love that all the former players and everyone still had for him. I mean, it was a tough weekend. I know a lot of people have kind of been giving him a hard time for being so emotional about it. But, again, given the circumstances, you know, he's been in that organization for, oh, 15, 16 years. And when you leave on the conditions that he left, of course, it's going to be emotional. So I'm glad that he got this week, and I'm glad that it was such a big deal for him. And he even said this is something that's been kind of in the back of his mind all season. But uh, yeah, it was certainly an interesting uh, situation uh, that played out this over, over the weekend. Yeah, and he certainly gave the Dodgers what they needed in getting the extra inning win over the Atlanta Braves last night. Had that game here for you on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, as will be the case with tonight's series opener in Denver against the Rockies. But when it come when you just when you see the words on the paper, Blake, you know first extra inning win of the season. Is that something that 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 concerns you? Does it really you know is, is it a blip on the radar? Does it really mean anything in your eyes? Like when there's so much pressure and expectations on this roster, and you think one through nine, if any team would be equipped to handle those clutch at bats, it would be this one, and it's just not happening over a pretty representative sample size. Like what do you? How much do you look into that? 
Yeah, it's one of the craziest things that nobody's been able to figure out. I mean, Dave Roberts has been asked about it numerous times, and he doesn't have an answer. But for some reason, ever since they implemented this new extra inning rule, the Dodgers just struggled. It. Last season, I think they lost like their first nine or ten uh, before winning a couple this season. They hadn't yet won a game in extra innings. And the weird thing is, it's not like they're at a disadvantage. Every team has the same advantage. They have a runner on second base. And with the guys the Dodgers have in their lineup, for some reason, they just can't seem to get the job done. Entering last night's game, I believe they had played in five extra inning games, and they only had one RBI hit in those five games. So last night, seeing them finally break through, get that extra inning win. I know all games count the same in the win-loss column, but last night's game, for the Dodgers to prove to themselves that they can not only come back and win a game, but they can win a game in extra innings. Because I do think at a certain stage, it has to be mental. I mean, like I said, the last two seasons, I don't have their exact record, but it's something like 6-18 and 18 in extra innings, which for a team maybe like the Tigers or the Pirates, that would be expected. But for a team like the Dodgers, who is winning you know, 100 games on a year-to-year basis, the fact that they struggle so much, you know, given the circumstance, I do think last night was a huge, a huge win for them. Again, just, just knowing that, hey, guys, we can actually get this done. We can actually win a game in extra innings. And I think, you know, however many extra, game, extra inning games they played the rest of the season, I think this is going to help turn things around, and they're going to be a much better team in extras. Blake, I have a couple of uh, questions for you. And the first point I wanted to make and get your comment on is to make your point that you just made about the thing being in the back of their head. Yesterday, Freddie Freeman looks like he has the game-winning RBI, and the Braves come right back, and, you know, you got in the back of your mind, "Uh uh-oh, we might be blowing it again. And that would have been a nice finish for that series for Freddie Freeman to have the game-winning hit in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, the the craziest thing, too, was, you know, obviously they came back in the ninth inning. They were down 2-0, down to their final strike. Then they came back in the 10th inning. Freddie Freeman looks like he hits the game when he hit in the 10th inning. It's like, wow, what a, what a fitting finish to the weekend. And then in the bottom of the 10th, it looks like the Dodgers are getting ready to implode again. And you're thinking, you've got to be kidding me. After coming back twice, they're going to get ready to blow it again. But, yeah, luckily they were able to get to the 11th. They took the lead again. But even in the back of my mind, and I'm sure in the back of the minds of players, fans, coaches, they're thinking, all right, we've got a two-run lead here. But is this lead safe in the 11th inning? All they need to do is hit a home run and tie it. And, you know, obviously they got the job done. But, again, that's the thing where especially, like I said, blowing it after the 10th inning, that could have been another thing where mentally they shut down thinking, oh, boy, here we go again. You know, we're going to lose another extra inning game. And doing it on the road is impressive enough. But doing it against a team who many consider to be the Dodgers' biggest competition, obviously they faced the Braves in the NLCS the last two seasons. I mean, again, it's tough to say the biggest win of the season comes in June, but looking at everything that the Dodgers had to do last night to pull up this victory, like I said, this is a special win that I really think is going to benefit the Dodgers in the long term. Yeah, well, the misses changed the channel until I told her, hey, the Dodgers tied the game yesterday and uh, took the she saw the Dodgers take the lead. Uh, I got to ask you about this, Blake. You know, on Twitter, you try to keep fresh all the time. You're looking for new things. And one of the things that you post quite often, and you're one of my favorite retweets, by the way, and I watch your work all the time, is where did the premise for the post-game celebration video come? Because (laughs) when I see that, I know the Dodgers won. And that's one of my favorite parts of the day. And like I said, you could post that a thousand times, and I'm not going to say that ever gets old. It really is unbelievable how this video has taken off. I mean, 
the amount of times, you know, I, I'm told just how people, like, rely on this video, it's almost like they enjoy it more than a Dodgers victory. <laughs> right. uh, the story the, the, the story behind it, and my, my girlfriend's going to love this, I give all of the credit to her. It was at some point early last season, it was like the first month of the year, and I was kind of testing, like, I was, you know, posting videos here and there after the Dodgers won a game, kind of just, you know, trying to find one thing that I can go to after every game, and my girlfriend was scrolling through Twitter one day, and she was laughing at this video, she sent it to me, and I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was fantastic. It reminded, you know, reminded me of something me and my buddies would do. And uh, I posted it, you know, after one win. And for some reason, that's the video that everyone seemed to love. And it kind of just took off. And, you know, this offseason, I was thinking, you know, should I post a new video? You know, it's a brand new year. What should I do? And I was getting DMs. Everyone is hitting me up saying, hey, are you going to post the video? for this upcoming season. So I thought, you know, if it's such a big deal to everyone, I'll keep it going. And yeah, it really is amazing. You know, it's the same thing every night. You see it a hundred times a year, but it's really taken off and people love it. And I love it too. You know, I, I love the Dodgers winning the baseball game, but that means I get to post that video. So it, it really is like a two for one special every night. The official celebration video, of the Dodgers courtesy of Blake Harris. And you can find it on. <laughs> there you go. You can find it on his Twitter. He's at Blake Harris TBLA. Also, check out the Substack Thinking Blue with Blake Harris. You can subscribe for free, or also for a little bit more per month, you can get even more Dodgers content. And it is some of the best around. It's why he, it's why we have him back on the show as often as we do. Blake, just before we let you go, I, I am just curious as we get to. I mean, it, it's already coming up pretty fast here. It's amazing how this happens every year in sports, even though we've been doing this for years and years on end. That you know, the halfway mark of the season, not that far away. Just e- even outside of the Dodgers, what have been you know maybe one or two of your big takeaways from the NL West? Uh, just how the season's gone so far outside of the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest takeaway is the fact that the Padres, without Fernando Tatis, have been essentially right behind the Dodgers all season. I think right now they're. I believe two games back, and again, not having a guy that's an MVP candidate in your lineup, and they've dealt with numerous, numerous injuries in regards to their offense, you know, which is their bullpen, their starting pitching. Uh, they've been really, really good. And again, with the Giants, you know, we we all thought that last year was a fluke with the Giants. They just seemed like they never could, you know, run away. And this year, they're not quite as good as they were last year, but they're still hanging around. They're still a couple games out. They're right in the thick of things for the wild card. So. I think this is going to be a really fun second half of baseball. I also agree. I don't understand how we're approaching the All-Star game. We're already approaching the second half. It feels like we're a month into the season. But, yeah, I guess just the competition between those two. And even with the D-backs and the Rockies, they're not going to be competing for the division. They're not going to be competing for a wild-card spot. But we've seen both those teams are highly competitive teams. The Dodgers have struggled with both those teams, you know, in different times throughout the rest of the season. So I think from top to bottom, I know – uh, some people might say that other divisions in baseball are better, but I think considering all five teams, considering where they all are at, I think the NOS is the most competitive division in all of baseball. And I think that's really good for the Dodgers. I think playing teams like the Giants and Padres is going to be huge. And again, having a series like this upcoming one against the Rockies, sandwiched in between the Braves and the Padres, that's going to be a huge series for them. So re- really good baseball so far this season in the NOS. It's uh, pleasantly surprised me. Blake, always good talking to you, sir. Keep up the great work on the Substack. We'll catch up with you soon. Always a great time, guys. Have a great week. You as well. Blake Harris. You can find his work again on his Substack, Thinking Blue with Blake Harris. Always great content covering the Dodgers and some other, as you heard, there's some other things around the NL West. Coming up next, top five at five, it's Team Talk. Scott Galetti, Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team.